0: It's a bit like when you were going to a job interview and people would say what's your biggest weakness and if someone says my biggest weakness is that i'm a real workaholic you're like nah, you're not telling the truth you know and i really invite people to be honest welcome to the Limitless Life experience podcast with me your host susie ashworth I'm a mum of three, seven-figure, serial entrepreneur, Hay House author, international keynote speaker, quantum transformation and embodiment coach, and believer in miracles. My superpower is helping female entrepreneurs like you create six-figure breakthroughs in your business fast, so that you can expand into limitless living and create an incredibly positive difference in the world. In this space you will hear me talk all about wealth, yourself, spirit and impact. This is the Limitless Life Experience podcast. Hello you gorgeous human being. It is Susie Ashworth here and you are listening to the Limitless Life Experience podcast. And I am coming to you today with something slightly different. I asked over in my free group, the Quantum Success Hub, a few weeks ago for some uh, content suggestions. And what came up were some super interesting questions. And I wanted to address one for you right here, right now, on this episode. And this is from somebody who says that they would love some insight on how to qualify somebody for a discovery call. She's saying that time is one thing that I don't have a lot of and getting on calls with people takes time. So I would love to know how you narrow it down and how you decide on who gets a call with you and who does not. And this is Actually, quite simple for me now, and in the past, what I did was I had a call with everybody, I just spoke to everybody. And when you are starting out, I really recommend that you don't massively qualify people, I recommend that you have as many conversations as possible. You start as many conversations as possible and you get used to knowing within 10 minutes of being on the call, whether the person is going to be a good fit for you or not. And you get used to stopping those calls within 10 minutes if a person says something that isn't in alignment with what you know your dreamboat client would say. And so one of the things that I advise my clients to do when uh, talking to new potential dream boats is to say, this is the setup of the call and we make our decisions on the call. And I will let you know if you are a good fit for me based on the conversation that we have and if you are a good fit then the next steps will be me taking a deposit and sending you through the paperwork. The words to that effect and asking, is that okay? And immediately, if somebody says, well, no, that's not okay, then you know that they're not going to be a great fit for you. And right at that point in time, you can say, okay, well, I can tell from your response that now is not going to be the right time for you. So therefore, um, uh, come back to me in three to six months time, or whenever, come back to me when you are in a position to be able to make a decision straight away, or on the call. And obviously this varies from person to person, but my point is, is that I want you to understand that your clarity calls, or discovery calls, or whatever it is that you want to call them, are for you to decide whether a potential client is the right fit for you. And as soon as you start leaning back in your calls, rather than leaning forward and you know having this internal dialogue of is this person gonna say yes, and are they gonna think I'm good enough, and do I need to chuck in the baby in the bathroom sink and all of this stuff in order to get them to say yes, as soon as you stop that mentality and switch your mindset to this is a qualification process, to see if this person is going to be a good fit to work with me, you will immediately get more yeses because your energy will be way more magnetic and far less needy. So that's the first thing that I want you to really think about is just laying out that you will explain to them who is going to be a good fit for your program. And if they aren't a good fit, you will let them know. You know ask them a qualifying question in that first 30 seconds to a minute and if they don't give you the answer that you were looking for let them know that they're not a great fit and you know wish them well once you have done that i will then want you to ask another qualifying question and this really can be anything you know i ask people now like what's the thing that you would least want people to know about you it's a bit like when you were going to a job interview and people would say what's your biggest weakness and if someone says my biggest weakness is I'm a real workaholic you're like you're not telling the truth you know and I really invite people to be honest and it's a real test of one, their integrity with themselves, not with me, like I don't take any offense if somebody says, yeah, I'm gonna make a decision and then when they get to the end of the call, go, oh, I can't make a decision. I'm like, okay, that person is in integrity with themselves, I can't work with them anyway, you know? Um, But if they give you an answer that you know straight off the bat just does not ring true, you can also then finish the call. So for people who have a limited amount of time but you are still looking, you're still not quite hitting your financial targets. I would still take lots of calls, but I would be qualifying people on the call within those first five to 10 minutes. So if you know immediately that they are not a good fit, you get them off the phone. Now, that is what I did for a long time until my one-to-one got fully booked. And so at that point, I... uh, introduced in fact I already had an application form but like I said I was really just doing that so I could have do a little bit of research about the person beforehand rather than using it as a hard and fast line for qualifying. Once I got fully booked in my one-to-one that's when I changed my application form and my requirement on the form was you need to be earning in excess of £80,000 a year to apply to work with me one-to-one and that's because I wanted to be having a different conversation and supporting people in a different way to what I was early on with people who were looking to kind of get to 5k a month or have their first 10k launches so I put that requirement in which then um, act as a natural repellent for many of the people who were not Quite at that level. What's interesting is that now I'm about to change my application process again because I now am not the only person who does calls on my team. And so, this is another big thing that I really urge you to consider that you are not the person or the only person who is doing your sales calls. And even If you are yet to hit your first six figures, if you look at, if you have got a great supply of leads coming through and you're doing lots of calls every week, I want you to think about what would, if you're doing four clarity calls a week and each of those calls are between half an hour and an hour, what could you be doing instead to generate more leads if somebody else was doing those calls for you? And would those additional leads be worth it? And actually, when you start to think like a CEO, as opposed to somebody who is running a coaching business, and often people who think like they are running a coaching business, think of themselves as a solo entrepreneur, as opposed to a CEO running a company. When you get into that CEO mindset, You understand that, yes, your time is your most valuable resource. And are you the only or the best person to be doing your sales calls? Now, this is slightly controversial. And I know I have heard one of my mentors say the exact opposite. You know, they firmly feel that they are the best person to do their sales calls. But they have also acknowledged that they love doing that in their business. And I would argue that you can love doing it in your business and take ownership for doing it in your business if you love doing it. But for me, as much as I love sales and I really love sales, I know that in order for me to scale in the way that I want to scale, having... A salesperson and ultimately what will become a sales team is super important because it then frees me up to think strategically about how we scale, about how we bring more leads in. And so I really want to encourage you if you're thinking about the next level in your business is to think about bringing on an enrollment specialist or a salesperson to free up your time. So there are two things I've said there. The second thing was is to create an application form and on that application form have prerequisites. That if people do not meet, then they do not get on a call with you. Now for me in my business, it makes sense for me to have a salesperson because I want people who want to have a conversation, not necessarily even about working with me one-to-one, but perhaps they want to talk to me about the freedom experience, or perhaps they want more information about the one before they jump into that. Then they can speak to a sales person who is going to be able to direct them to the right offer or service that is available to them. So it changes based on what part of the journey you are on. But the three things that I want you to take from this are, one, speak to everybody, but get good at saying no within the first five to 10 minutes if you know that they are not a good fit. Second, create prerequisites for speaking to you that people have to adhere to on an application form. And thirdly, get yourself a salesperson in who is going to be able to do those calls for you. Take a little bit of a hit on the front end to save you time, which enables you to work on the bigger rocks in your business, which is what you need to be able to do if you are going to grow strategically, impactfully, and profitably. So I hope that this was useful for you, my lovely. If you loved it, shout me out on the gram, give me a tag, you know how it goes, and leave me a review on iTunes, please. I would deeply appreciate that. And please remember that faith plus action equals miracles.